0: And before we get into the next episode of the Yalabat podcast, we just wanted to share some really exciting news about our audio startup folklory. And that news is that we actually have our first international customer and it's all the way from Mexico. But actually, Harish, there's another reason why this particular customer was so interesting for us. Why is that? Because, first of all, we're not really sure how the news
1: got to Mexico. Uh, I don't think she listens to the podcast. So somehow she heard of the, uh, the, our brand, Folkory, which is awesome. But also because she did say before the recording that English is not a first language. And she had some concerns about how easy it would be, like, she was asking, does she need to prep? Does she need to prepare any answers? And we told her, no, that's where we come in. We make it as easy as possible to get stories from anyone we speak to and turn it into a meaningful 30-minute podcast. We actually got a a review from her after the recording and here's what she had to say. Uh, At first, I was very nervous, especially because my English is kind of rusty. It was a good experience. Like, I didn't feel like I couldn't express anything or I I, and I and I also think because of your comments and the the questions that you made that you understand how was I feeling and also what I was trying to say so like the things I I was nervous about Mm -hmm. uh, through the conversation I think they just went away (laughs) So yeah, if you've been thinking about getting a folklory but just wondering, oh, do you have stories to say? Do you have to prepare for for the recording? Don't worry because we make it as easy as possible um, and we will do the questioning, we will do the interviewing and you just treat it as a conversation and we guarantee you'll get something super meaningful. So if you want to check it out, uh, you can hit us up at folklory.com. That's F-O-L-K-L-O-R-Y.com And yeah, hope we can create something special for you too. And now, on to the podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. It is the the end of week slash start of week episode because we're recording Mm. this at the end of the
0: week. But it'll come out at the start of the new week. Yeah, you'll probably be on your way to work on a, um, you know, either Monday or you no, know, probably a Tuesday morning or something like Yeah, uh, Tuesday morning. Uh, the first half of the of the week as you listen to this. Mm. But how was your weekend, Terence? Uh, it was pretty. I mean, there was a lot of things going on. We had our, you know, we had a a, a class that we were teaching sort of mm. come to a close uh, over the weekend. So we were working pretty hard over the weekend, but. You know there there were nice pockets to relax with like old friends and also like the champions league final mm, and all these different mm, things as well yeah, mm, mm, mm. yeah.
1: yeah. how about uh, you uh i mean i think yeah today was a breather uh yesterday the master class that terence is talking about is the one that uh came out in the papers like five weeks ago which mm. uh, my mom still want, wants to see the hard copy of because i don't think she believes me mm. um mm. but yeah so so that was a nice end to the to the workshop and uh we, this week i'm excited because we're gonna carry on work on our tv show yeah right and uh, we, yeah. long
0: hours are long hours we've been clocking like uh nine to six non-stop uh, non-stop man nine to six god damn it that's how hard we've been working yeah so
1: hard <laughs> man man we deserve a medal of honor yeah
0: yeah and if you're wondering why we're making a big uh, fuss of yeah. how many hours we work <laughs> uh, or, or how many hours we don't work? Uh, yeah, there, there there is some relevance to our topic as well later. Indeed, indeed. But before we get there, there is something that we need to tell everybody in case mm. you haven't already heard. Yes. And what is that? Uh, last week we dropped the second
1: episode of our new podcast, which we are starting in parallel with Yalabar. Nothing is going to happen to this podcast. Don't worry. But yeah, it's a new podcast called NFT with Bubble Tea. Mm. Uh, it's something we've recorded. We are recording with Andy Chen the well-known actor turned NFT entrepreneur. And what is this podcast about, Terrence?
0: Uh, it's just basically two noobs and a, and a, and one slightly more experienced practitioner, uh, practitioner of the NFT uh, slash Web3 space. Mm. Uh, talking about all things NFT related to Asia. Because uh, I think there's a lot of uh, interest and a lot of activity going around, uh, going on in our region, but there's not a lot of media or press writing about it, because uh, it's still not seen as mainstream or or as interesting as the movements in the West. So we're here to shine a light on everything going on in the East. Uh, and it might sound a bit cliche, but yeah, it's it's, it's I mean it's an entertaining show, uh, So do yeah, do check it out if you're interested.
1: Yeah, because it's not going to be technical or anything. It's just us trying to wrap our heads around it. So if you're confused, come join us as we be confused together.
0: But I'm also very proud of the name, uh, that we didn't call it like you know, rising dragon or rising crouching tiger. The crouching tiger NFT podcast or some crap you, like
1: that. You've that? seen things like that. Huh? Why well, it's I just the to to like the Asian pride to the max. Huh?
0: you know how like you know every time, uh, news networks or or you know West uh, channels media media in the West mm. refer to the East. Then there's always some rising sun or some the golden. Uh, you know gold, gold, uh, golden. Yeah, the, yeah gold, the gold, gold house. The gold The gold house. Phoenix, uh, rising phoenix, or gold rising mint, dragon. The gold mint or okay. yeah you know, all those all those like cliches uh, but ours is bubble tea, bubble tea, is bubble is tea. the manliest I mean, thing ever is this as Asian as it gets uh, and contemporary as it gets mm-hmm. so yeah uh, wherever you
1: find you at this podcast you'll find that too we'll put a link in the show notes uh and yeah now you,
0: you can listen to our voice even more mm, mm. cool yeah. man cool cool so mm. shall we jump right into the we first should. very tricky tricky topic. Uh, yeah. We're going to discuss. Which will give the context of our gloating uh,
1: that we've been doing nine to six hours and making it seem like, holy shit, we are heroes. Yeah. Uh, it is because uh, a couple of days ago, on 20th May to be exact, uh, the Facebook page for NUS Yong Lin School of Medicine okay. uploaded a video uh, and under their, their Spotlight series, which was an um, interview with Dr. Kelvin T. Joe. Tijo, uh, mm. who is a, a medical officer, and he just shared uh, like anecdotes from his life as a as a junior doctor, la, as a medical officer, mm. um, And I think during the interview, he mentions that you know he has not slept for two nights so far. Mm. Um, like often he doesn't sleep for thirty hours. Yeah. Uh, and the video is not very long; it's like one minute, but it generated a fair bit of a, of a kerfuffle. La. Hmm. But but like, what
0: else did you take away from the video? Uh I mean, there was when you say kerf- kerfuffle, ker- kerfuffle, mm. ker- kerfuffle, 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 yeah. kerfuffle. Yeah, I mean, it it it's down to you know people empathizing with him, uh but also people saying that he's glorifying the long working hours, and also people saying that uh this what he's saying that what they do. Is very unsafe. Ah. a doctor making key decisions for their patients, uh, not getting enough rest and having mental health issues and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, such that even the NUS Yong Loo Lin School of Medicine account had to, had to actually make a comment themselves. Uh, that yeah, lah, that they you know thanking everyone for the discussion and just saying that uh, Doctor Joe is just speaking candidly about his own lived experience of being a doctor. You know so. They hope that that encourages and inspires those whose hearts are set on helping to make a difference in the health and well-being of people. Uh, so, yeah, that, it, I think what that comment is quite ambiguous, mm. uh, in the sense that it's not saying that it's trying to inspire future generations of doctors. Is so, I mean, it could be it could be calling for change in its own subtle, subtle way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like. Um just just in case you haven't seen the video to
1: to build on on what terence said earlier uh i mean he also did say that that i mean the doctor he's a junior doctor himself and uh yeah he he started off by saying that i think at that point in time he had just completed a 20-hour shift uh sometimes he and his colleagues had to work for 30 hours or more without sleep and he very very openly acknowledged that he has to make these crucial crucial decisions that affects a patient's life while being on no sleep for 30 hours.
0: Mm,
1: mm, mm. Um, And I mean, he he also said like, you know, he knew it was going to be hard to be a a doctor before becoming a doctor, but nothing could prepare him for how uh, hard it is. Mm, Right. mm, mm, mm. So, So, I mean, it just felt like at first I was like, wait, is this guy just, like, you know, being a doctor, I think it's one of those jobs where you you can complain, but it's hard to come across as whining. Because mm. it really does sound like, holy shit, this guy's working his ass off. Yeah. Uh, it's a very noble job. He literally is saving lives. Yeah. But then, I mean, what before you read the comments, right,
0: what do yeah. you feel? I mean, the first thing I felt was that this guy just finished an overnight shift and hasn't slept for 30 hours. And he's being dragged by the NUS school to make a video. You know, to say some to talk about to talk about his experience being a doctor. Uh so I mean, come on man, give the guy some sleep, lah. Don't don't like don't force him to do this kind of like appear in front of camera kind of thing with after he hasn't slept for thirty hours. Of course he's gonna be grumpy. Of course he's gonna say like not the most positive things about the job and all that, right? Mm, mm, mm. So, I mean, I thought that was funny at first. Like, cause I, I mean, I, I'm trying to imagine if I did that to... If we as video producers, as we if we as content creators did that to someone who just finished a 30-hour shift at work, uh, more likely than not, they probably asked us to fuck off, like, you know? Mm, mm. <laughs> Rather than do a face-to-face interview uh, after a long, long work shift. But I guess... Um, I, then then I thought about it maybe that I think there is a point that they're trying to push push along right maybe mm. subtly but maybe not so in your face uh, but uh, yeah there, there's a lot of uh, well what I'm trying to say is that I don't I don't think that they're saying that this is they're not glorifying this they're not saying it's healthy but I think they are call, perhaps saying that yeah there needs to be some systemic uh, systemic change or some someone needs to look at this issue from the top la, right so of why like junior doctors are being I uh, uh, have to work such crazy hours and and why why it might lead to burnout and and you know eventually uh, brain drain and all from the industry. So you're saying that the Facebook page
1: or the school themselves wanted to use this as a plea for the for the gods of medicine to be like, yo man, uh, our doctors are getting worked to the bone.
0: Can you all mm. fucking do something about it? Yeah, either yeah. So it's either that. Or that they are trying to, you know, uh warn their future students that this if you're not ready for this kind of thing, don't come into don't come to medicine. Uh, you know? Which I I, I don't that doesn't seem like a, doesn't sound like the, the kind of things that a university or a school themselves would do, like, you know, discourage people from trying to apply and you know? all. Mm. So so I, I I mean generally I I wouldn't ex I wouldn't think that they are trying to take that stance. So I have this feeling, and just based on what they what they commented subsequently, where where uh, you know they 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 say that we hope this sharing encourages and inspires those whose hearts are set on helping to make a difference in the health and well being of people. Uh, that 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 could even mean the the decision makers, you know, the the, the hospital administration and things like that. Uh, that that could be a cry to the hospital administrations and and all these things to think about what. Changes need to be made like, To help our junior doctors
1: Oh So I mean that's kind of different uh, For me Because for me I was like I, I just thought the video Was a bit confusing Like I didn't know mm. What it was getting at Also yeah. because right It's an interview With the doctor uh, And they don't cut to Show the interviewer's face So it is just on The doctor himself right mm. But then you can tell That the answers Are, are edited lah right? Mm. Maybe for brevity to make it a bit more concise. But it just felt like, I mean, when you edit an interview and remove and kind of like cut out certain answers, you, it's almost because the editor wants to build a particular narrative or story, right? Yeah. Correct. But then at the end of the video, like I was thinking, wait, is the school, I was confused by the point of the video. So like, mm. like, it's interesting you say that it's almost like the school is appealing to the higher ups that with the video detailing the reality of a of a doctor Mm. Um, Mm. because for me it was almost like uh, one thought is that oh are they covering their ass almost it's almost like yo guys this is what you're getting into man Mm. don't come to us and complain uh. we Mm. put this video out so you know so when you come in you just shut up
0: Mm. so but i mean the I mean, that's uh, that's a tough way to cover your ass, or so lah, right? Because uh, I mean, it's it's I mean, they they they're not because the from what I understand, the school isn't the one that you know has to deal with these guys when they actually go out to work, right? Um, I guess
1: so. Yeah. yeah. So
0: so so that's I don't know that in... The, the, the it sounds like they're not. I mean, I I th- I'm trying to think from from what you're saying, like the angle of them, you know, trying to warn people. But but it's also, I mean, no nobody's gonna sue the school for for not telling them that the hours are so bad, right? You can't possibly do that, lah. Right? Mm, mm. right. So I don't know. I don't know about the. I I I, I I I see what what you're saying with the covering the ass part, but I think it's the likelihood of it might be might be a bit lower. Mm.
1: That's why right, that's right. it's confusing la, the video Like, uh, it I is, mean, yeah. they do have a spotlight series The previous video is with another doctor Where he talks about uh, what it's like being a senior resident And that he has more responsibility And it was more like, okay la, this is what the job is about la. Or maybe they told his doctor Tijo, like, okay, you know, maybe tell us, tell us how awesome it is being a doctor And he was like, you fucking assholes I just finished a 20-hour shift I'm just gonna t- say the truth la yeah I'm just gonna yeah. say the truth, but they still put it out, they still put it out
0: yeah right so so that's why I feel like um yeah it's 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 because it's almost if you are a doctor and you haven't had sleep for thirty hours, will you be able to do your job as effectively definitely not right, yeah, and so you're kind of exposing something that is uh makes the profession sound a lot more careless than it actually wants to be portrayed as right,
1: yeah. And and that's one
0: thing. Like okay, so do you have any friends who
1: are who are doctors? Yeah, yeah, quite a number. Yeah. And like when you saw this, is it similar to stories that you have heard from your friends who are going through the housemanship and shit like
0: that? Uh yes, housemanship and also the last two years lah, where basically they've they've been working the essence of course uh, of COVID and you know not being able to carry out surgery and, and things like that, like, yeah.
1: Yeah, so so I mean, yeah, this, hearing this, I do recall conversations with some of my friends who are doctors where every time I hear their life, right, if I think I'm working hard and I'm like, oh my God, I hear them, I'm like, oh shit. Like literally they have overnight shifts like every other week. Um, and what blew my mind was that, yeah, like, uh, you know, like if I need to be on set acting and all, okay, I see a line that's wrong or I don't show this emotion, big fucking deal but if you're a doctor you're dealing with somebody's life how can it be the norm that you go and do your job with so little sleep mm, mm. and 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 the kind of job you're doing i mean you wouldn't get a pilot who goes without sleep for 30 hours right you wouldn't get uh i don't know a bus driver i mean it's probably some 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 policy that prevents that right for yeah, yeah. a doctor it's almost like part and parcel of the job it's almost like okay this is the norm, you know, um, mm-hmm. and I think there is. I like I've heard. I've heard different things. I haven't been able to to ascertain just from reading online whether there is a cap that is put on the number of doctors that graduate each year, or whether there's not enough supply of people applying to be doctors. I don't think it's a supply thing.
0: Yeah, it's it's a, it's a, I I was trying to read up and it was a very. It's a very there's a, there's a lot of uh, blogs or confessions or posts or, or, or you know people just basically talking about the demerits of the system right now But what I understand uh, from my layman non medical brain is mm. that basically what it used to be that the being a trainee uh, like I'm using all these layman terms so don't 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 ask me about the specifics of it for medicine but kind mm. of being a trainee doctor used to entail that you would also be sort of guaranteed employment with one of the public hospitals uh, when you when you're done with your trainee your traineeship. Mm. Uh, whereas now, uh, it seems like the training aspect has been has been uh, put under the medical school, mm. so it's no longer like a typical kind of apprenticeship. If you think about it, you know, like how how a junior doctor works within actually is employed and works within the hospital Uh but it's more like they are still undergoing training under the school uh, you know and uh, and there's a limited number of uh, employment opportunities for them in public hospitals so uh, not all of them you know not all the trainees will end up being uh, being hired by these public hospitals uh. And then because they they don't have the requisite uh and then you, you could say, okay, they don't go to public hospital, maybe they can go to the private one, right? Mm. But private hospitals also have their own requirements and they want people with uh more varied kind of kinds or more experience. Uh. And so it's, it's kind of a vicious cycle where, you know, these uh these people who aren't hired at public hospitals, they're not able to get jobs outside as well. And so, uh, you know, they, they they leave the industry and and, and 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 or or they go to you know, they go to other parts or, or they leave the the, the or they, they I, I think I'm not sure what what other paths they can take. La. But basically it's a very complicated thing that probably only if you're within the medical industry itself you will understand. Mm. Uh and and it, these changes are all quite recent <laughs> la. So uh it's it's just made life worse for junior doctors mm. coming out into the system where yeah la, not only not only the to work long hours, but your yeah, career, career advancement or, or what is not guaranteed either uh oh. And pay the pay per hour. If you look at it on a per hourly basis, pay isn't great. And uh, I mean, one common thing I also keep reading about when I read these things is that there seems to be a bit of a toxic uh, culture at the senior level that says, uh, "I went through this before, so you all should also be ready to go through this la. Mm. You know, a bit a very, very. Like a rite of passage. Uh. Rite of passage, very army kind of thing. But yeah, uh, uh, you know, these are all. But this is a different generation of doctors, uh, and, and then they're being labeled as strawberries you know, for not being able to take it. You know.
1: Yeah, I saw, I saw some comments on Facebook saying, of course, I want my doctor to be put through uh, like uh, stress and all that to harden them because uh, a doctor needs to be able to make tough decisions. Uh. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I read that, I was like, yeah, of course, a doctor needs to make tough decisions, which is why they need to sleep.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. They need to sleep, but like um, they, like have you? Did you ever at any point in time, any point of time in your life feel uh, or have a thought that oh, maybe you should try being a doctor? Maybe you should consider being a doctor.
0: Um, probably it's actually much less so than other professions. I think. Is it I just never? I mean, other than the the prestige of you know being a doctor or the, the, the uh, supposed prestige of being a doctor. I never felt that that um that strong calling to want to help people, everyone and anyone and everyone like by being a doctor. And in fact I mean if I wanted to help people it'd be through other means I like, not through not through you know directly saving their lives like that or anything. Like. Uh, then your parents also no pressure. No I mean of course I think uh, Every Asian parent would love their kid to say, "I want to be a doctor, like, Right? Mm. <laughs> like you tell me one parent who doesn't want, cause yeah, I mean, it's just it just seems like the the a great route, la, You know, but but that's also something I also wanted to to talk about as well, la. Can you? I mean, you're hearing this doctor complain, and all, unless you you wanted to build on that point about wanting to be a doctor.
1: Uh no la, I thought as like part of a have a conversation, like you would ask me the same question that I
0: asked you, la. Oh sorry sorry sorry. I thought. It's, I
1: thought okay. it's okay, Terrence.
0: But unless you wanted to say something more about that, la.
1: Uh, I mean, uh, no, lah. I just wanted to share my perspective,
0: lah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But so may, may I? I? Yeah, yeah. Please do, please do. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now I'm like fucking begging for airtime like that. No, no, no. Everyone's dying. Everyone's dying. Yeah, I'm everyone's dying, dying, I'm dying to dying, hear my, my perspective. Yeah. I mean, nothing, nothing, uh, no big epiphany or anything, lah. But uh, I think I I remember early on when I was young, I realize how much i cannot take uh, injections mm. and when i say cannot take injections it's almost like when i was i think primary eight no what primary eight fuck primary primary two so eight years old mm. um, i had some dumbass cough and there was one doctor who could who would give me just this injection that would make it go away lah. like i would go to every doctor and nobody would carry just, just this guy just gives me one injection and it'll go away Um, and i don't know what the hell was in it but at one point he needed to take my blood Mm. and i remember very distinctly that one day where instead of taking blood from the finger or from the forearm i don't know why he poked it on my wrist then on top on the back of my hand on my on my on the the top of my feet and he couldn't get any blood anywhere and in the end i just puked in his office Mm. and since then right i just i'm terrified of needles um, so at oh. that point I think growing up I was like, I oh, there's no way I can even be, be a doctor because I hate needles. Uh I hate having a needle poked into me. I can't imagine poking someone with a needle. I don't like blood. Uh actually no, I don't say I don't like blood, it's just needles and inv- invasion into bodies just freaks the shit out of me. Mm. Uh mm. so yeah. Like, so um, long story short, I never had an inclination to become a doctor. Like. I did like biology though.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I enjoyed uh I enjoyed studying lah, and but I, from what I was understanding, also is that, uh, no, sorry, let me correct that again. I enjoyed no, I know, I know, I enjoyed physics a lot more than I did chemistry or biology lah. Mm. So I know, and I heard that being a doctor, you got to be in love with chemistry and biology lah. Mm. And uh, this wasn't really my thing so Physics just called out to me a lot more. Oh really? For yeah? Sciences. Physics. Yeah, yeah. yeah, physics, physics. Oh, yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 But uh, anyway, the the, the yes. thing I I did want to say was that uh, I've had a long-standing uh, opinion that probably in the last two years has has probably uh, softened a bit, lah, Right, that being a doctor, uh, hearing a doctor complain about long hours, and all that. Um, it, it, I, I I always thought it's like like uh, at one point I was thinking that. Doctors don't really have a right to complain about long hours. Oh, like. oh. Yeah, oh, for the longest time. Like. Partially, partially because, I mean, the, the truth is that being a doctor comes with prestige. Uh, immediately from the fact that you're no longer a mister anymore. You get promoted one level above being mister. You become doctor. Like, society officially recognizes your abilities, like, right? Mm. Um, uh, you know, you, you, you're conferred. Uh, uh I mean, from... I think the 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 the, the normal thinking is that doctors uh, earn a lot more like right uh, mm. than the normal professions and uh, if you get to you become a specialist in something or a surgeon or what you're talking about you know hundreds of thousands not millions alright right, mm. right? Mm-hmm. uh of course we're, we're here talking about public hospitals and public doctors and all that right but but yeah. again I'm just saying doctor in general uh, plus the fact that your job literally is saving lives or making someone's life better via like, his health you know so there's no there's no existential crisis or there shouldn't be an existential crisis where you sit there and feel like you know what the hell what's the point of my job like you know anybody like who sits in office and does a marketing or, or or any kind of normal kind of uh, office job right they, they inevitably have the they have that existential crisis of like what the hell am i doing with my life you know i'm wasting mm. time I'm just selling I'm, trying, I'm just helping to sell shit to people who want to spend money right mm. you know as opposed to like doctors who from day one you're like you're just saving lives already you know there's no two ways about it anything you do just helps to make so- at least one person's life better lah, right mm. so they they they're, they're shielded from this existential crisis that the rest of the world has to face for you know during their lives and uh, you know they the thinking was that they are rewarded financially and they're also rewarded in terms of uh, prestige plus the fact that their skills are super transferable between countries. That means you can move to any country you want to go and you'll be welcome with open arms as well.
1: You'll be in demand. La. Yeah,
0: you're in demand. So to me, it's like, I mean, what's that a complaint about, man? You know, yeah, some long hours here and there, but 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 every job also has long hours, right?
1: Did you did you ever get into like an altercation with someone who was at a party talking about his long
0: hours and you're like, hey, shut up, la. okay? No, no. I think quietly. I just in my mind. I, judge, yeah, I I was judging like You know, because pe- especially as a doctor, it's like you you you're part of this. You imagine you're just having a conversation four to six people over dinner. Everyone's talking about what you did at work and how interesting it is. Like you know, oh yeah, you know, we did and It was awesome because people cried, and you know, like the person I spoke to cried today and things like that. Then suddenly a doctor walks in. Like you know, I just like. I just uh, sh- jolted someone back to life. Uh. he literally—he was literally dead. He brain dead. Uh. and then everybody stand up, <laughs> slow clap, uh. slow clap, <laughs> slow clap. Everyone stand up, slow clap. Everyone's asking, "What? What happened? Tell me more. Tell me about the story." And uh, I mean, it's inevitably an interesting story because you just literally save someone from the brink of death, right? Mm. You know. So yeah, you also you also gifted with all these, these moments and stories that that you will never experience in other professions,
1: are uh, Right. Actually, that's true. Like, like I think. You know, whenever people ask me what I do now, right? Part of me is like, how do I explain what I do? Uh? Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm a content creator, but yeah. we also have a business and all that. I yeah. think if I could just say, right, I'm a brain surgeon, right? Oh, yeah. I would offer that info any moment of the day, man. Like mm. get on like a bus or something, uh, just say, yeah, okay, brain surgeon here. Or like, you know, anyone ask me, how's your day? I'm like, oh, you know, it's fine, you know, as a brain surgeon. Yeah, like yeah. like if people ask me what do I do? Just saying brain surgeon, right? How awesome yeah. would that be, man? That's
0: okay So like immediately. Like, yeah. People are like, like, whoa. You know, shit. you talk you talk over the weekend that we did uh we were teaching about how to use social media to counter violent extremism. Yeah. Imagine we just walk around and said, Yeah, I fight terrorists, man. Oh yeah, no, I fight terrorists. Uh. I fight terrorists. And people are like, Whoa, goddamn, that's like awesome, man. Like they then they think you're like some frontline soldier.
1: But I guess even then, they need to kind of add a second layer of like, oh, what does a job fighting terrorists uh, uh, encompass? Yeah. But if you're yeah, a brain surgeon or a heart surgeon,
0: no questions us, No, no questions. questions us. They just know, oh, this guy makes a lot of money. You know, he's very smart and uh, saves lives. If you come late to a party, oh, so oh, why are you late? I just came from, I just finished a surgery. Oh,
1: okay, okay, yeah. come, come, come. Have a drink, have a drink. Yeah. yeah so yeah, you,
0: yeah. you go to any regular person on the workday, you ask them, what important decisions have you made today? Yeah. You know, the doctor say, you know, I, 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 I yeah, I basically had to, you know, either put someone to death or say, or you know, decide that this guy has a chance to live another day by deciding to inject him with whatever medicine and all. But, yeah. But uh, yeah, but but what what like what do you do today that is so that is as significant, Harish? Uh today, today, I
1: what did I do? Uh? I, oh, I assembled a chair that came yeah. in the mail. Yeah. That was, I think, the highlight of my day. The yeah. most uh, impactful part of the day. And who is it going to help? Just me. Yeah. Because it's my chair. Yeah. I what think for you? me,
0: it's recording this podcast is the most impactful part of my day. Uh huh. Knowing that, you know, a lot of people will be listening to this podcast and falling asleep to it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm helping to put people to sleep. But, uh. No, but if they're going to work. You're oh, we are yeah, going to work. get out of sleep. Okay, okay, I'm helping to. We're helping to keep people. Yeah, sane. man. we helping keep people sane. Yeah, come that. on. Who knows? Maybe there might be a brain <laughs> surgeon listening to us. <laughs> and that, and we are helping to keep him sane so that he makes good decisions at work. Yes. Right. And uh, for yes. someone
1: who hasn't slept for thirty hours, what better thing to do than to listen to us for an hour?
0: Yeah, correct.
1: Couldn't well, think I, of anything else.
0: I didn't think of it that way,
1: but. Yeah, that's no, that's but true. you need to have your your second half of your story because now you're just talking about how and how you were an asshole. But mm. then what happened now?
0: No Then I think the the last two years, uh, everyone knows what happened in the last two years. Mm. Covid and then and, uh, and and all, all the all the you know the effects of covid and how the work piled on to other departments within the hospital Right? Mm. Uh, hospitals weren't allowed to. It was very hard for them to operate at full capacity. Uh, you know, a lot of elective surgeries had to be delayed, so a lot of stuff was delayed, and and yeah, even even I I was very heartened to hear recently that um that a young uh, cousin a younger cousin of mine who who's who's a trainee dentist, uh, even during COVID, you know, there was not much he could do because he's a dentist, right? Yeah. Uh, and then they weren't really looking taking patients. at I think at a certain point in time, I was very heartened to hear that he volunteered to to you know go to go to the dorms and, and do swabbing. Mm. So uh, yeah. So uh, I thought it was like really awesome and uh, like a newfound level of respect for, for my cousin, uh, you know? Mm, so mm, uh yeah, so so I mean that's why I said in the last two years, my my opinions probably have changed a little bit, la, Where I have come to understand, okay, la, when it when when it comes to a crisis and, and a crisis has happened in our lifetimes, like right. Yeah. Uh know, yeah, the doctors being worked to the bone and everything, that's not a joke. Like it, it really is the case and and, and and probably you know they're they're literally risking their lives by going to work like, compared to to us who can just work from home and all. Like, right?
1: But then after the pandemic subsides, you know, things go back to normal and all, then what would be your perspective on doctor? <laughs> back to know, like oh, fuck oh you, up
0: I don't think it's that sim- that's why I don't think it's that simple so like you know because mm. I think the last two years you and I we've had a lot of uh, we've read a lot and we've had a lot of discussions yeah. even you know with uh, Dr. Cherry, yeah, talking about this and all that so uh, yeah I, th- I think uh, it's a much more complex issue than than we than you uh, even you and I uh, as noobs can can uh, you know no matter what we read no matter what we consume uh, we, we still don't know the full picture that right
1: yeah, and I'm sure there are some doctors listening to this who might be willing to chime in. So please, please, is we've had many episodes in the past where we talk about a particular topic, like uh, I don't know, hawker stall owners, and someone from that community actually jumps in uh, on the conversation on Reddit. So yeah, so it would be great to hear from actual doctors what they think also. Like.
0: Yeah, but what? But I, I guess it's not just doctors, like, right? We're talking about like even nurses and healthcare yeah, workers. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the 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 sense I get is that um, they all of them are inundated with a lot of paperwork, mm. and uh, that seems to drag their day on a lot longer than it, it should be. Mm. So I'm just you know I'm just wondering whether is that uh is there a way to whether it's using technology or you know um, you know let's say let's say every doctor has a secretary or something to deal with paperwork. Mm. Uh, would that help somewhat, like, Right. But I think,
1: I mean, I think there is. So I'm not really sure what the bottleneck is as to why they can't sleep for 30 hours. I th- from what I think I heard from my friend is that it's just a shortage of manpower to do the things that uh, are, are the skilled parts. La, the thing that takes years to train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. Like, uh yeah that's why when you speak to like people like uh i guess dr janet he's not a practicing doctor anymore right
0: mm-hmm, yeah but right. i think mean he's in the i mean he, he ministry of i think he works very closely with the ministry of health ministry right? of health and, and talking to the healthcare, industry, uh, healthcare frontliners and everything as well right mm-hmm. yeah but yeah man so it's interesting okay. like, i think i think the video is worth watching just to. Just to, yeah, just maybe to try. Maybe, yeah, you guys watch it and just let us know what you think was the point of the video. Like, who are they trying to speak to and what they're trying to say, right? Yup,
1: yup, yup. Yeah. Cool,
0: man. Interesting. But that, cool. le- I mean, on a very related note as well, right? Mm, how right. Related, how? <laughs> uh, I mean, this is someone, with this, our next story is about someone who really sunk his life. Uh, into into a cause lah, right? Mm. into a, a very important cause that, um, you know, it is his lifelong dream and 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 it also involves quite a bit of uh, you know, like the high te- high technology lah, right? high a high tech suit lah, right? Yeah. That he prob- seems like only only he like he's got the one out of one in this whole world like this high tech yeah, suit. the one of one uh, one to of help one. him fulfill this lifelong dream. But it's a dream that. Might not get you as much respect as be becoming a doctor, la, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And what it, is this dream?
1: It is um the dream of becoming a dog. So the context is, there's this Japanese man who spent a grand total of $21,600, uh, uh, Singapore dollars. Uh, I mean, he's not from Singapore, but uh, that is the amount he spent uh, on a very uncannily realistic dog costume yeah uh that is modeled on a on a border collie i think yeah yeah that's right. um and if you look at pictures it really looks like a fucking dog yeah like when i saw the title um oh you know how realistic can it be But you open it it really looks like a fucking dog yeah. and even the back legs yeah like i don't understand how the costume works and I mean, he has a YouTube channel with like seven videos and a common comment I see is that uh, we would like to see a video of you going into the costume because people cannot understand what his body is (laughs) contacted to in the costume. Yeah. yeah. It really looks ridiculous. Like he's on all fours. But you know, if Mm. you were to go on all fours as a human uh, without your knees on the ground, if you really have your feet on the ground, your ass will have to be up in the air. Yeah. Or you get into that kind of Workout pose where your knees are hovering And, and that's like a huge ass core workout la. Yeah And the, like if your ass is in the air Your back will be uh, kind of tilted la. But this one his back is like flat And mm. his feet and hands look to be on the ground
0: Yeah And I, I mean the kudos I think you had to give a shout out to The the Zappet Which is the company that Designed uh, the that, that makes costumes for TV commercials and films uh, you know, they they made this suit for him mm. and uh, it's a very impressive suit like, because, yeah, like you said, the, the parts that usually, are, you know, spell human when you see someone on all fours, right? Um, they, I think they're either padded up or covered up with with very dog-looking parts. Uh. Mm. And what I mean is like, like the hind legs, for example, the way a dog's hind legs curl up, right? You can't, you can't, it's, when a human like is on all fours, we aren't, we aren't able to curl up our hind legs like that lah, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, but somehow this suit makes it look like his, his hind legs have been sort of like uh slightly bunched up together, so, so it's, it's very, very impressive. And then the face, the face of this mask, the face of the mask he's wearing, like the mouth moves and it just looks really realistic, like the fur, <laughs> the fur just falls in the right places, you know?
1: So, this is one of those moments where probably doctors don't face, like wondering, <laughs> why the hell they're doing something? <laughs> <laughs> and for me, it's like, just hearing you describe it in such detail, right, makes mm. me think, why are we talking about this almost at midnight on a Sunday yeah. to our audience? But I mean, it is worth talking about it because when I was deciding, uh, should we talk about this? I just thought it's an interesting question to posit, like a you know this guy he spent $21,000 on a costume it looks fucking real but mm. what, look if, if he is like super happy in it yeah like living the best like having best the best life. possible time right yeah then like is it like
0: all power to him or like dude you need to reevaluate your life yeah 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 yeah. I mean he's happy and then obviously he can afford the the costume uh, plus the content that he's making on YouTube is not uh, it's not exploitative like right there's yeah. nothing like um, it's not like like oh you know it's a uh, is how a woman plays with a fake a fake water collie or anything like that la. It's just him <laughs> literally like being a dog and and doing doggy things like rolling on the floor, you know.
1: Yeah, like honestly, if you were to watch the video without knowing that it's a human inside, yeah, I can I can see it passing off as real, no.
0: Yeah. It's Which very wholesome. Maybe, it's like yeah. jazz music in the background, and he's just doing tricks, you know. Yeah, so yeah. so I mean, like
1: you j- you can check out the videos on his YouTube channel. He has seven videos. Yeah, and it's just like some hand comes into the camera frame, asking you to turn around, and it turns around very slowly, lah. But he looks like a damn dog. So mm. so as a owner of two dogs, right? When yeah. you look at this, like, uh, what are your what was
0: going through your mind? Yeah, initially when I saw the headline, I thought it was one of those like furries, eh? f- yeah, like a fetish kind of thing where he was doing it. 'Cause there's a community of people who, you know, love to have sex in, in like animal costumes and all that. Maybe line. we
1: take a pause on that and Terrence, can you elaborate a bit more on that for <laughs> our listeners who are wondering what the hell is Terrence talking about?
0: You no, know, so there is uh there are subcultures and I mean, we're not we're not judging at all, like, right? Yeah. There are subcultures of, of people who have uh, I mean according to Google, who have an active interest in animal characters with human characteristics. Mm. That means anthropomorphic uh, animals, right? I guess yeah. so, it's, so. you typically think of a dog on on his four legs, but these furries are usually dog costumes that with two legs, la. And, and and you know they stand around and they dress up and do different things. So I mean, and then you know, obviously this all this exists on a spectrum. So there are there are people who you know even in the bedroom and everything they enjoy being a furry. Mm. And then there are those that you know the they 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 it's just they just like to do it in public as part of a parade or something like you know yeah yeah so it's it's almost yeah. like a lifestyle like. it's
1: almost correct, like a correct. lifestyle yeah um, it's a lifestyle some people like playing football some people like wearing um, branded clothing yeah. Um, yeah some people like wearing costumes like this yeah right so it is it is a community it is a subculture uh, I did see some people saying in the comments of the YouTube video saying wow oh, the furry community is gonna go. Crazy at the level of detail in this costume, Yeah, yeah. But what was actually. the point you were getting at? Uh,
0: about oh, about uh, about uh, where 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 did I stop actually? I think you just mentioned the furry thing, and I was me. like, <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. I initially I thought it was one of those, but but uh, yeah, just going through his channel and 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 how how you know how his his uh how PG his content is like, right? Hmm. He has not even shown himself actually putting on the suit. Which I think is a lot of people are interested to see how the, how he does it, la, right? Yeah. So, so there's nothing. Yeah, it, it just feels almost like a, a typical pet channel. You know, a typical an, pet animal channel. Mm. And, uh, there, there's nothing. Um, yeah, don't worry. It's not one of those things where you feel dirty after watching it. You all know, Yeah, la, la. it's damn.
1: It's, damn it's, it's very wholesome. Yeah, yeah. it's wholesome. And you, you're just watching a dog. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and then like like Harish says he puts a lot there's a lot of commitment in even his posture and everything to, to really look like the dog, uh. like mm. even the way he he rolls over and gets up after he rolls over, it really reminds me of my dogs, uh. Really, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it does, it does.
1: But like let's say if I told you Terrence, you know, like um I'm gonna spend twenty thousand dollars to bu- make a costume that turns me into a fish. Mm. mm. What would you say? Mm-hmm. Eh? I mean, I would say I'm not that surprised. Uh. Wait, 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 wait. Why? <laughs> Can you please explain?
0: I mean, like, it, it's the same as if... It's something to do with my eyes, is it? No, 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 it's just that, you know, I, you, you've been known to do strange things that make no sense to anyone else <laughs> and uh, be very proud of it and all what? So I'm like, okay, Like, like I mean, what,
1: like what? Give me one example, Terrence. I mean, we've, give me, give we've me one example.
0: a lot about, the, the, for example, the, the Subaru Challenge. <laughs> you brought it up, you brought it up. The Subaru Challenge and, and things like that. You know, so so, and Subaru Challenge was even before you tried to become a, before you, you wanted to become a comedian and all that, la, right? Uh, uh, so so, that's why I'm saying like, you know, those are kind of things that like, I think Subaru Challenge and dressing up a, in a $15,000 dog suit are sort of in the same category for me. La. Is it? <laughs> yeah.
1: So then what if I wanted to do every podcast recording in like my fish suit? Uh,
0: and meet clients as, all in the fish suit? As long as you can talk, it makes for a great story. For a great story, so you'll be okay if I go to a client meeting with you in a fish suit, lah. Yeah, yeah, like I say, it, it makes for a great story. I yeah. see, it's like it's like the Subaru challenge makes for a great story as well, right?
1: Yeah, la, I mean, it makes for a great story, but every time you introduce it, it goes down this like condescending part. I, <laughs> I, I can, I get a hint of condescension. <laughs> that's
0: that's you, how like, you like, I'm your,
1: it. I'm your, you know, like the annoying auntie who has his nephew, like come, 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 Johnny, come dance for everyone. That, no, that's no, no. that's the Subaru challenge for you, lah.
0: No, but, but the, 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 the interesting thing is that everyone knows the viral challenge, right? It's kind of a it's kind of a bit more objective as opposed to you just appearing in a fish suit without context like, right? True, right. true. Like true, no true. one like like even if you appear in a fish suit and it's awesome, nobody will say, "Wow, that's the best fish suit I've ever seen in my life." I mean, if the yeah, fish right? suit
1: is something like this dog suit, they might just say that because this is the best yeah, dog costume true. I've ever <laughs> yeah, seen yeah, in yeah. my
0: life. This is the best dog costume, but but you wouldn't know where to place it, you see, like socially. Whereas the Subaru challenge I think people can be like, oh, you know that 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 competition that oh there is there are quite a lot of people who participate in that competition. Oh you can win a prize that's worth that much. Oh that's pretty interesting, you know. Mm. There, there, there there are all these uh, slightly more objective, uh understandable uh measures of how crazy what you're doing is, like you know what I mean? Mm, mm. It's a bit like how we mentioned like Joseph Schooling <laughs> winning the Olympics versus there's a, there's like a versus a, 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 a random Singaporean football player saying that he's gonna play for Nottingham Forest or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's different, it's different. It's a, it's a bit more objective. Like. So
1: maybe if there are a lot of people having dog costumes like this, mm. it might maybe he's like uh leading the charge for more competitions with people in animal costumes. Uh? Yeah. Like you know, yeah. there's those dog competitions where they do all the the
0: hurdling and, that. Yeah. and, and yeah. all that. Actually it'd be awesome uh, if they if they had Uh, humans do those competitions but but they had to wear dog suits and the key thing is that they still need to look good after the the competition's over
1: because I mean if you think about it like this costume there's definitely it's it's not just a plain old costume there's definitely some mechanics inside that allows him to be in that posture then maybe it's like an exoskeleton where it can actually help him run fast like imagine if you could wear a costume that could allow you to run to feel like you're a horse running like a horse wouldn't that be epic
0: Yeah. like running
1: on all fours
0: yeah that would Kinda be like, dope, man. There was a,
1: if a, there was a a fish costume that I could get in that would help me swim fast, uh, in water. I don't know whether I pay fifteen thousand lah, like, but that would be a
0: damn cool experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like scuba diving, like, isn't it?
1: No, but like the speed of a fish. Scuba oh, the diving, speed, yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah.
0: speed of a fish, like a big ass speed,
1: tuna. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you wear the suit. You don't yeah. have to worry about this cumbersome little tank, like.
0: Like a scuba diver is damn clumsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're you're, you're kind of like in slow motion, right? Yeah. But a a fish 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 suit fast in water. A
1: fast fish suit. For that, I think 15,000, if I can afford it, I might get
0: it, man. Yeah, and the kind of stories that it gives you to tell. Yeah, that's right. When you go to meetings, it's it's unparalleled. It'll be much better than Superhero Challenge. Yeah, like like
1: you you go to Centoza, you know, people go in the water, you're like, wait, 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 let me get my (laughs) suit. And you just fucking go in. You just circle around to Toza in like 10 minutes and yeah. you're like, ooh, that was a nice Great swim. Great Yeah. Nice swim. But yeah, la, oh, yeah, I mean,
0: all power to this guy. La. His name yeah. is
1: Toko. Toko, apparently.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, if you've got $15,000 to spend getting your own border collie suit, so I don't think anyone should begrudge you for that. that it's
1: $21,000, man.
0: Oh, it's 21, yeah, $15,000 15, USD. Oh, 15000 USD, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we all have our strange hobbies and all as well, la, right? That is true, man. Yeah, yeah, that is great. true.
1: That's right. Oh man! Yeah, wow. crazy, <laughs> crazy. I don't even know what to say anymore.
0: No, I would love it if some people on the Reddit also told us if they have any interesting hobbies. Like we discovered some of our listeners are right? woodworkers. You know, home woodworkers. And and, and uh what other interesting hobbies have they told us about? Huh?
1: Um Was there someone who does like? Uh, I know some people. There's someone who who bakes for the home, 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 bakers, ah, uh, yeah, home bakers while listening to Yalabad. Another yeah. creative designer yeah, like a mean, visual artist. but Yellow those Street are not hobbies.
0: hobbies like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm sure everyone has kind of interesting hobbies. Like like tell us your hobby and then like, let's see how it compares to uh, being Wearing a dog. A like. dog costume. Yeah, being a dog, yeah. Being a dog. Cool. But speaking Come of Reddit, in. uh, yes. any, anything interesting that you wanted to highlight? Um,
1: I mean We got a first question For our NFT podcast mm. <laughs> Like uh, it is from Hot Garbage uh, comic, Comics Long time listener um, And yeah I mean He just talked about The future of NFT User experience But uh, I won't go into Too much of a detail But yeah it, It's cool that, that People are responding Nicely to it So I'm Pretty happy about that
0: Mm, mm-hmm. um, what about you, man? Uh, yeah, I was gonna actually also mention that uh, the NFT podcast is, uh, uh, is is seems to be getting its own steam. Uh, mm. I think people have asked us before why don't we talk about some of these developments like Terra Luna, uh, the Terra Luna fiasco uh, on Yolabat. And uh but it seems like yeah, I mean NFTs people are interested and are looking for more information about it. So so that even without us like promoting it that much ourselves, there already uh, there there's already a bit of a momentum and people are listening to the podcast already, lah. Mm. So so I, I think even the fact that uh it was Aguro Jungle Jimbo who posted the NFT podcast himself, uh kinda tells you, yeah, la, there are people who, who share that same interest la.
1: mm. Yeah, Yeah, man. That is cool. Um, Mm -hmm. All right. Now to the final segment the one show thing. Yeah. And do you
0: have a one show thing? Yeah. yeah. I mentioned earlier that um, Champions League final was uh, on Saturday night, Sunday morning. Uh, And Liverpool lost. uh. I think a lot of uh, Liverpool fans, I think there's a video of like all these Liverpool fans were watching it like at Tampany Stadium or something. Yeah. Oh is it? Yeah, a huge crowd they were singing singing, you know, Walk Alone and, and all that. Uh they probably went home very disappointed, like, right? That's that Liverpool didn't end up with the treble uh or the quadruple that they talked about all season, like, right? Mm. Um but I have to say that uh and real and Real Madrid, it's not like Real Madrid played like super well in his final. Uh in fact Liverpool had that uh, the first half, like, had way more shots and dominated the game a lot more than Real Madrid did, like Right. Mm. Then I think in the second half Real Madrid picked up a little bit, uh, but but I think, if if you just look at how Real Madrid has, from the round of sixteen through the quarterfinals through the semifinals and now the final, how Real Madrid has clawed its way, uh, from the brink of elimination back into into contention, right? Yeah. And finally, end up winning the competition. It feels like there's an inevitability about it. Uh. Like it, this has to be the end. This has to be the st- the end of the story. The ending of the story, like, you know. Mm. Uh so yeah, I would encourage anyone who's feeling very, you know, very down about Liverpool not winning to to watch. Uh there's this highlight clips of of how Real Madrid uh, came back in every single uh throughout the whole all the Champions League knockout phases came from behind in all of them. Yeah. Uh and then and, yeah, and then you realize that yeah, there's the momentum was in totally in their their direction la. So uh it, it I mean, I think uh yeah you, you just need to appreciate that yeah the, today it's just the team with the more mo- momentum one la.
1: And but and that say something, right? Because on, on some level Liverpool had a lot of momentum. Mm. Right? They were competing for all four competitions that they were in the Premier League, the Champions League, the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup. Um and at at one point it seemed oh shit, are they gonna win the four? But I will totally agree that for Champions League, Real Madrid just felt like they had to win. Yeah, it Liverpool was written somewhere. what It just felt like when I saw the score, I was like, yes, they totally deserve it. Yeah. Um and I'm and not just because I didn't want Liverpool to win.
0: Yeah, and you and you watch the game and you know I, I, I even a, appreciated Real Madrid's defense. Uh and of course the goalkeeper who made a lot of uh, Kotoa who made a lot of uh, amazing saves uh. so it wasn't it wasn't like they were you know they were playing really badly and then they just got lucky once uh. in fact there was another time that the ball was in the back of the net of the Liverpool goal that that was eventually disallowed by VAR Mm. that actually probably actually by right I think it should have been allowed uh. oh really yeah yeah so um, you know they, they don't play well but all they need is just one one shot la, right? One one opportunity And they can They, they can punish you la. So and so that might yeah. make them The more clinical More uh More dangerous team la, Than than Liverpool la.
1: And it was quite cool Because like Just a few days ago Kylian Mbappe Like this young Superstar Said no yeah. to Real Madrid Right Yeah 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 That's And right. then like You know Kar- Karim Benzema's uh, Best season ever And Just fucking great la. Fucking great
0: Yeah yeah so, Fucking great I mean Liverpool had the weight of expectations on his shoulders. Mm. Whereas and they, they were like the clear favourites. Whereas Real Madrid, uh, you know, for because then sort of in transition and everything. Yeah. Uh they, they were seen as like the underdogs. But the way they fought back in every stage of the competition, I mean there has to be I mean this is the this is the story that we wanted to watch, Yeah. You man. know, the underdogs coming back and eventually winning the whole thing. Yeah, I man. mean, I said the fact that they're Real Madrid like, so you can never count them as underdogs like right? Mm. Yeah, cool man. That's exciting. Yeah, cool. Um,
1: my one short thing is um something that that James Corden recently released. Mm. Uh, the late night TV show host who I'm not the biggest fan of, but he did a similar video uh with Tom Cruise. I mean, mm. he did a video when, I think the last Mission Impossible came out with Tom Cruise, where Tom Cruise brought him on, like, I, I think parachuting. Skydiving, right? Skydiving, yeah. And in this one, he did another, like, 15-minute video with Tom Cruise where he gets in, a like, a plane with Tom Cruise, which Tom Cruise is flying. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, like, it just, it just makes you think, like, this Tom Cruise guy is insane. Like, yeah. he, I don't know whether he could fly a plane before or whether it's just through this Mission Impossible j- journey that he learned to fly a plane And then he can fly a helicopter Yeah And to me This 15 minute video Was just one of those interviews uh, With a superstar celebra- uh, Actor About a movie That was done right like. It's super entertaining like. yeah, yeah yeah, I
0: watched it as well
1: Yeah It just it just brings him on a plane And then They follow And It's
0: just a very nice chemistry Between the two of them like. Yeah And it's just like yeah, you can't believe that Tom Cruise can do so many things. Like. He's like yeah. a celebrity stuntman. Like.
1: Yeah, he's insane. I think there have been a lot of people who said that if he didn't turn out to be a superstar actor, he would have become a stuntman. Like. Yeah, probably. Crazy, man. And he's like six, 60 now? 50 plus?
0: Yeah, I think late like 50s or something. I think uh, there was even recently yeah, also a, a clip of him uh, doing his so-called most dangerous stunt yet in the for the next Mission Impossible movie. Oh, I love it. Yeah.
1: So it Crazy, looks pretty bad here, so. and yeah i mean I, I i i can't wait to watch top gun like so far i haven't seen a bad review though. even yeah. though that makes me a little con- uh, wary but yeah. i think i think i'm excited i'm excited
0: yeah we'll, cool. see it, we'll see all right cool also, man
1: um hope you guys are having a great start of the week and yeah, we'll see y'all later this week yeah talk to y'all soon